Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Judith Lucy and Marty Sheargold. And this episode of the Little Dum Dum Club is brought to you by friend of the show, Nazim Hussain. That's right. He's doing a bunch of uh, shows coming up very shortly over various comedy festivals. He's in Melbourne from the 31st of March through to the 24th of April. He's uh, with his new show, Hussain That, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds okay out loud, but on paper it looks horrendous. Um, it sounds fine out loud. I still don't know what it's meant to be. I think he's. It's supposed to be saying who's who's, who's, who's saying, saying that? that. You know that classic who's saying. Who's saying that? Who's saying who's that? Who's on first? Yeah. <laughs> who's saying that? When does anyone ever say that? <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway. Just ideas for things you could heckle the show with yeah. while you're sitting there watching anyway, it. The whole rest of the the hour, like the hour of stand up, is great. The worst bit is the title. Yeah. That's, that's the that's the that's out of the way right now. That's true of most shows. Although I guess there's some shows where people are walking out going, "Man, great title." Yeah. Horrible. Hour of comedy. I've had a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's over the over to Perth. Must be nice on the sixth of May. One show in the Big Regal Theatre. So uh, mm-hmm. Perth, get along to that. Then Sydney, it's your turn. Thirteenth of May uh, at the Enmore Theatre. Yeah. Big gigs. So plenty of room. Get into these ones. And then up there, Brisbane. You love comedy in Brisbane. The twenty first first of May. Uh, he's at the Powerhouse Theatre up there. So oh, um, one and done. Yeah. Big, big, big boy shows, so um, get along. Everyone, uh, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, you've all got to go at seeing Naz. One of, one of, um, one of our, the great friends of the show. Yes. Very funny, man. And um, look, whenever you hear ads like this, they're usually management companies have hit us up and gone, um, we'll pay you this much to do an ad. Yep. What we're doing with this ad is we're paying him for being on the Adelaide show last week. Because like, it's impossible is... to get an invoice out of him. Yeah. We so can't... this is just easier. Yes. Yep. So uh, about 10 minutes ago, I hit up him and his management and went, do you guys want a free ad up the top of the show instead of uh, bothering to um, you know do invoices? And they said yes. Okay. So this yeah. is it. So that's it. So get along. Um, yeah, he's a great actor. He's a great guy. Uh, you could do absolutely, looking at the um, festival guides, you could do much, much worse than go and yeah. see the <laughs> It's officially out. Yep. So now yep. you can have a look and find out the worst shows that you can go and see. 98% of the shows are worse than Nazim, I would Cream say. rises to the top. Mm. And Nazim, he's a creamy boy. Yeah, he's... Uh, see, that, that'd be that'd be a better title. The the Krasim rise to the top. So that's, see, that's better than who's saying that already. That's just a good show title in general. Cream mm. rises to the top. And mm. baby, I'm the cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go and see Nazim Hussain. Of course... We are doing shows uh, in Melbourne, Perth. I think that's it. That's it for now. Um, but you'll hear all, all about that in the back end up in Talking Dum Dum after you hear this latest episode. Yes, uh, littledumdumclub.com if you cannot wait to hear those dates spoken about later. But until then, enjoy this new one with Marty Sheargold and Judith Lucy. <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Listen to the timber even of that silence. We're in a proper radio studio. This is beautiful. I want to talk as much as I can to get banging over a buck. That's it. Well, we are at my house. I've put the egg cartons on the walls. We've got proper baffling going on. Uh, We've been down to our Dick Smith. That's it. Uh, Let's welcome our two very special guests joining us today. We have Marty Sheargold and Judith Lucy. Yes. 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 And we're on the clock. Judith's having lunch with Sam Pang. I so am. let's so make let's this get snappy. Cracking. I yeah. mean, already, you know, I'm sitting in an Oz stereo studio, so this is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I must no really love you guys. There's no guarantee Pang will turn up. 
Uh, have you oh. absolutely confirmed that he'll be there? Yes. Is that his reputation? Yes. I mean, I don't know what your relationship yeah. with him is like, Marty, but he has never, <laughs> ever let me down. So maybe it's more an indication of you. I guess I'm just thinking about his work history when I when I suggest oh. that he may not turn up. Oh, what's Seven that? o'clock start in the oh, morning. Of course. You know, one, one front of a... bar a month off. Oh. Multiple, have you been paying attentions off a year? So he might not turn up for entree. It might just be who he is. This right. is a man who just knows how to say no. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, do, he lacks your desperation. <laughs> he he, he, he does. can get a much better contract than you can, Marty. And, and I'm sorry right. that I am already sensing some bitterness. <laughs> when you no. signed on to Triple M, Marty, were you, were you like, can I get the paying deal? Can we get oh. the paying deal happening? No, because I wanted to work. Okay. Yes. Right. Right. Between... Marty said, I'll pay you to turn up at 5 a.m. <laughs> the difference between Pangy and I is I like working. Okay. Right. And I have right. a Catholic work ethic that mm-hmm. Pang missed out. Right. I, I don't know that's... why I'm talking like Sam Pang's mother, but yeah. maybe Sam is a bit of a less is more guy. Maybe yeah. he's more quality over quantity. Oh, Marty. Yeah. I haven't seen any of the quality, but I know what wow. you're saying. Wow. <laughs> I feel like this has turned into an entire show about yeah. Sam yeah. Pang. I don't mind he doesn't it. even have to be here, yeah. so no. that's power. I am I am very pro Pang. Mm. Yeah. We bonded over the 1980s West Indian cricket team many years ago, oh. and frankly, oh. we've never a... looked back. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> Gus Logie brought you together. More of you've Richards right. yeah. and Whispering Death. Right. What's Holding. Whispering Death? Oh, Holding. Michael Holding. I didn't know that. Oh, get death. with it. Sorry. I'll never I'm have a, a Sam Pang I'm a menopausal woman who hasn't watched cricket since 1982, Carl, and I know that. <laughs> I'm amazed that you loved cricket, Jude, mm. for no other reason than I've never heard you speak about cricket. Well, see, again, Sam Pang. Uh, <laughs> he brings the cricketer out of absolutely. it. Absolutely. No, I had an older brother, so uh, it was a case of if you can't beat him, join him. So I know everything about cricket from about 72 to 80. 82, and then I'm gone. I I mean, you know, I I have Rod Marsh's autograph. Yes. Yeah. You know, names like Lily, Pasco, Marsh, Mm. the Chapel Brothers. They're familiar. They are. Our Mm. family was obsessed with them. Mm. So once Kim Hughes cried on TV, that was out. I was out out of there. I was out of there. You're like a real purist. You're like, cricket hasn't been good since 1982. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, the new episodes, they're not as good. There's nothing else there, gentlemen. Let's move on. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, yeah, I, I liked Viv Richards and, and Michael Holding, it, and that's it. Imran and, Khan, there you go. He went on to other things. One of the great pants men. Mm. Imran Khan. Mm. Well, was my mother was obsessed with him, but then again, you know, mm. she was a woman who wore a visible sanitary napkin ah. around the home, <laughs> so I don't know if he would have reciprocated that. I don't that. reckon he would have loved that. No, uh. but you know. You just don't know what goes on, do you, behind Jemima, closed doors? Jemima may well have been into a bit of that herself. Absolutely. In the early days of the relationship. <laughs> who are we to judge? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> who are we to judge a man who might like a woman who really owns her sanitary pad? Yeah. And there you go. There was more in it. Well, there was a lot more in it. Because, of course, these were the days, too, when pads were the size of a carton of Winnie Blues. Right. Like, yeah. You, you, you were weren't left wondering with Anne yeah. Lucy. The same, the same as the cricket pads, yeah. Yeah. Very similar mm. and provided similar protection. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about that in my stand-up show, Jude, that Do mum you? used to try and hide her packet ah. of sanitary pads from us and it was like trying to hide a beanbag in an ensuite. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> they hear were enormous. Enormous, enormous. <laughs> and frankly, in the Lucy household, you couldn't open a drawer without an enormous pad just leaping up and hitting you in the head. They were everywhere. It was honestly like they were breeding. I don't know what mum got up to. Anyway, <laughs> God rest her. We're just oh, workshopping yeah. your uh, openers for this lunch with uh, paying after this. Sorry, We're just Tommy. workshopping openers for the, for the lunch that you're going to have with paying after this. Sure. You, you come in firing... 
Word around the Osterio building is that you've got poor work ethic, Pang. How do you answer that? You know, well, get the lunch know, off to I'll, a roaring start. I'll report back to you next time I'm on. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll, I'll record the conversation. Let's let Sam Pang and my mother's pads go. <laughs> I think that's what we need to do. Good call, Jude. All right. All right. This Fair is enough. overwhelming because we are recording in uh, Osterio. People will have noticed the... Uh, Osterio, the... of course, is the, the, the overarching name of the company that, that hosts like Triple M and Fox. Whatever the big radio stations are in your city, yep. that's the... I've been saying Act by them. Right. <laughs> so have it's, I, Jude. Yeah. It's a very big club, actually. Yeah, it must be uh, nice. We've never had the pleasure. Oh, God. <laughs> we haven't been employed. We haven't been sacked. Well, we've been employed well, we, to a certain degree. Yeah, we used to record the podcast in this very room when we first started. Ten Triple years M, ago. Yeah, ten, uh, yeah, Triple M had just launched a digital radio station, and so they would air the podcast on this digital radio station, and in return we could come in here and... Record and we did that for a couple of years. It was great. And what went wrong? The mm. station went under, oh. and so they emailed us saying, well, "That's what they told us." Yeah, yeah. But which bit of that was about you getting paid? <laughs> well, was it just was... the use of the space? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how they went under, given they were not paying anyone anything. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of overheads. overheads. Yeah. I think they just very low. I think they just changed the locks. I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they yeah they told us oh, that so obviously this arrangement has to end. But then they uh, they never cancelled our swipe passes, so we uh, we would come in here and record it. The middle of the evening, yeah, every week, midnight, a couple of midnight records. Yeah, depending really? on midnight how records. Good, depending on the uh, the the profile of the guest, what we could get away with. If it was just our mates, and you could drift in at midnight. Come in at the three a.m. shift, and all of a sudden, if it was someone of, of your caliber, mm. we'd be like, oh, "I wonder if anyone's around at midday at Triple M." Mm. <laughs> we Probably could just sneak under <laughs> our jacket like two children sneaking into a yes porno cinema. I'm just still, you know, enjoying your caliber. Yeah. Marty. yeah, you see, we've reached mm. that point in our careers. Caliber, yeah, yeah, caliber worthy. Yeah, yeah, just people being paid. Like well, it's just foreign people, to us. It's just extraordinary that we've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I quite often can't believe it myself. It's just you know. When was your first gig, Jude? Nineteen eighty nine, Marty Sheargold. Nineteen eighty nine, and who were the who were the who were the real headlining acts in eighty nine? Who were you getting tips from? Your Gary Who's and your your George Smilovich's. Well, more of a Sydney flavour there. But um, you know what? The Found Objects, who of course went on to become Lena Woodley, were downstairs at the last laugh. You had the Natural Normans. Uh, the Natural Normans. But, I was only talking to Colin Lane about the Natural Normans yesterday. There you go. And for those people who don't know the Natural Normans, that was Lynn McGranger, the late great Linda Gibson, Sally Ann Upton, and a little lady called Denise Scott. Ooh. Okay. And they used to dress up as men and yes. sing sleazy songs to ladies. And because The Last Laugh was such a classy theatre restaurant where people drank until they vomited through their nose. Mm. And, I, you know, I've never gotten to the bottom of whether the story about a human turd being found <laughs> under a table at the last laugh is true, but I'm going to put money on the it fact that it McKenna. was. Yeah. Could have been. Uh, so often people would be so blind that they would think that Linda Gibson in particular dressed up as a man was in fact a man. I love that. And, um, yeah, you had a lot of drunk ladies throwing themselves at that's Gibbo. That's where they came up with the idea for the footy show for the first time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Great. Except, you know, yeah. a bit of a gender reversal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. 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 Would Fleety have been working? 
Ruth Leedy was days. around. Anthony Morgan was around. Andrew Goodwin was around. I think Simon Rasco like hosted my first ever gig. Yes. Uh, How also long? known as Tony Rickards, Tim Smith, um, The Empty Pockets. Mm. How many gigs in do you reckon it took until you gave money to Fleety? Oh, I, that's an unfair question. Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in went fact, easy on you. funnily enough, I remember the first ever gig I did with Greg Fleet, which was I'd only been doing it for a few months. And you know what? Ironically, it was for a policeman's lunch in Fitzroy. <laughs> wow. So there we were, <laughs> okay. just entertaining the fuzz. That's what he was sentenced to, to perform there. Maybe. Yeah. And, and what did it look like in those days, Jude? What did the scene look like? Were there... Was there a, a structure? Did people have managers or was it all Marty, you got booked there by the bloke running the room? as far as the eye could <laughs> see. I would have thought so. Uh, Any other ladies on the scene? Few, very few ladies doing stand-up because even, you know, Scotty was around but doing, doing the natural doing Normans. Sort of theatre based You know, you had um, the wonderful Bob Down and Coralie Hollow, of course, Mark Trevorrow and Gina Riley doing Pick a Hit Downstairs, but, you know, not doing stand-up. So really the only ladies who were full on doing stand-up were Ms. Harmer and Ms. Berger. Yes, so Wendy Harmer and Rachel Berger. Yes, right. So yeah, lots of cocks. Um, yeah. You know, as a lady, you'd often be going on after seven men had talked about their penises and bongs. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I always went down a treat. Yeah. I can tell you. Very... What were you doing, vag and bongy? Oh uh, <laughs> no, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, did a bit of vag. <laughs> no, but see, I was always a joint girl, Marty. So not right, so much right. bongy yeah. from me. And yeah. of course, yeah. I was taking a lot of heroin. No, I wasn't. That. <laughs> Came later. Great days. Um, performers management were the only people around. So performers management, I remember that group. They they managed a few people. Yeah. I was with them briefly. I mm. won't go into names, but to give you an idea of the calibre of their management, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll mention Scotty's name. <laughs> Scotty's agent at that time once, um, well, I'll put it this way, Bonnie, Scotty's daughter, picked up the phone and went, Mum, I think your agent's on the phone, but he's trying to order a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) So they went from strength to strength, (laughs) as did all of our careers. And maybe the problem was they were a bit too diverse, like they actually managed comedians and opera singers. And I just don't know if that's a great great balance. You've got to stay in your lane. Where was your first one? Was it the SB? Yeah. Mm. The SB on Talk it. us through it. It was good. The first one, I had to borrow my mate Dino Glennon's shirt because I didn't have a shirt and I had an idea that you had to have a shirt to do stand-up. <laughs> right. But he was six foot seven. So I the 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 depth of the the width of the rolled sleeve to get that shirt to fit was like I had a cricket a forearm guard on by the right. time I got right. out on stage because oh, nice. I'd rolled the sleeves up so much. Very Viv Richards style. It was very sort of um, it was very nighty length. I would describe it as <laughs> just above the knee. Right. Right. Just a touch of the wee willy winkies about <laughs> Captain Snooze. Yeah. It had a real vibe. Yeah. Uh, and the first one was good. It was the second one that. Was disastrous. Ah, it's always all, the way. all the adrenaline of the first one, of course. And I thought I was hilarious. Yeah. yeah and I cracked the code. And yeah. then the second one, the chat started at the back of the room. And by the time I'd finished doing whatever I was doing, the whole place was having a conversation. Like I mean, every person in that room was <laughs> having their own conversation. I was like, yeah. well. I'll shoot off then. Yeah. People, <laughs> yeah, people say that like walking the entire room is the worst thing in comedy. I think like people making the decision, it's like, 
we don't want to watch this. We'd rather have a conversation elsewhere. Yeah. It's not as mortifying than everyone in the room going like, we can just chat over this. Yeah. This uh, person isn't even worth the respect of leaving yeah, the room. We're not going to leave. We're going to talk until you do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ideas, yeah. Mercifully yeah. for everyone. Well, oh, I talked look, to the room last night. It's brutal. <laughs> speaking, speaking of comedy rooms, so I, I've run for whew, 14 years a room called Comedy at Spleen uh, in the city. Now that I don't believe tough room. No, it's not a tough room at all. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I don't believe that Juice Many ever chats while Marty's there. on it. No. Good luck if you do, Juice. No. Right. Note to sell. No. No. Three not at room. all. No, no, no. Well, let's get into that. No, it's been running for 14 years. What it is is a, it's a it's a lovely room that's uh, uh what you've got is you've got big names like uh, you know of your caliber once again, but yeah. not your, your specific Elias. Yeah, that, those those sort of people yep, coming in yep. at this time of year comedy festival running a bit of new gear then you've got mm-hmm. your Yes, very steady pro comics that maybe aren't, uh, you know, TV names in this town uh, doing material. Then, you, then there's room. Like Dave Hughes. Then, no, that's not what I said at all. So. <laughs> give, that, give that little up and come or a go. Yeah. Come on. He's not never to, had enough opportunity. Though. Yeah. <laughs> not to blow smoke up Carl's ass, but it is a great room. I'll say this, Jude, if this sways you to come do it. There's never been a human turd found under a table in there. There, there has been a man shit himself yes. in the audience, exactly. passed out asleep. Yes. Okay. But, that, but that remained in the seat, not under a table. Favors here, Tommy. I don't but, care. I mean, I, don't I, mean sure, I like an audience that shits themselves as much as the next person. <laughs> yeah. But I might, I might weigh up my options. Yeah. But I like where being are we going by here, Carl? Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to get going to get to me I'm, being none from three. Well. And the last thing I said when I was on stage in that room was to a young German backpacker in the front row who's about twenty, whilst I was talking about the world before the internet. Oh, <laughs> how to get down with the young I, people? I said to her. I'm not going to be here for much longer. I won't take up much more of your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. It does attract. It's got. It's got newcomers coming in as well, like in terms of performers. But it did attract a very young crowd because it's, it was. It was free. It was gold coin donation based, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which meant you get a lot of backpackers in. But of course, when where do Marty they come from when, though? Where, do, where are those back? I mean, in the CBD, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but is it, it near a backpack? They're just looking. They're just googling. They're just looking for something. They're googling see, free uh, things. Can I say, having seen um, Marty on another evening? many years ago where he was dealing with an older gentleman. <laughs> that that's where he really comes into his own. The he people. just knows I how to deal people. with you know, this was a gig in Hobart, Marty, and Hobart was bound to come Jude, up. Jude always remembers this gig. It wasn't my finest moment. I love this story. <laughs> because look, this was the Hobart Comedy Festival and some people were will it was, remember. It was very early days. It Jude. was it was very early days. It was disastrous. It was like every comedian in Melbourne went to this Hobart Comedy Comedy Festival, and the good people of Hobart just went, we're not that interested. We're right. not going to come to any Katz's of the shows. Killing it. I don't even think he was. Wasn't he? No, I he don't He had a better room anyone. than we were Well, in. that wouldn't have been hard. But And to this day, we don't know why. It might have been because there was a four-part Beatles documentary on the mm. TV and they didn't know how to work a VCR. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but one theory was that there were no local comedians, so the locals decided to, you know... Boycott. So, exactly. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway, so look, long story short, Marty, Greg Fleet and I hung out together a lot and drank an awful lot. And really took he- a lot of me- Mogadons too yeah, from memory. Fleet was having a Mogadon period. And I was happy he to was. fight a couple of those Yeah, off. but you were hilarious because you would always want to have one at the start of the night. And <laughs> Fleet and, and I would it. go, no, 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 it's for later, Marty. Wow. Anyway, so Fleet, Fleet and I... Fleet going, it's too early for drugs. Wow. Okay. Well, because we <laughs> just that on wanted the record. to be conscious for a little bit yep. longer. Yep. But <sighs> anyway, so Fleet <laughs> and I had done our gigs, so we went to watch Marty spot before the Three Musketeers continued drinking. Anyway, like I said, Hobart wasn't really behind
behind the festival and Marty was doing a gig and some old guy has stood up and said something about I don't that's right. What. No, no, I remember now. You mm. were laying into Hobart. Was that I? was it. <laughs> Which boy stupid thing to do. was obviously the way to Rule win the, the Blame crowd the audience. over. Anyway, mm. so this old guy's gotten up and just said something like, Oh, you know, cut it out. And Marty <laughs> has simply gone, why don't you shut up, you old cunt? <laughs> and all I remember oh, no. is Fleetie and I, like, catching each other's eye, just we were on opposite sides of the stage. Uh, and I think we were both thinking, let's just run for it. Why didn't we let him have the Mogadon early? <laughs> yeah, well, that was our mistake. Because we just thought the whole audience was going to go nuts because that wasn't a great vibe. Uh, no, and Fleety, anyway. Fleety's feedback to me was always when I was a young comic, why do you always get start on the back foot? You always <laughs> say something ridiculous that just sets you back for the rest of the time. Right. It took me years to get out of that habit. Right. It was like a challenge. Yep. Yep. The, but I'm saying, about you know, story? I'm sorry for wasting your time, is a little gentler than shut up, you <laughs> yeah, old cunt. Yeah, so yeah, there's a mellow. man who's matured. Yes. The I story, like it, though. Totally. The story I tell of Jude on that trip oh, is when Jude rang down to get a bottle of champagne. Oh, yeah. And we were, we, were, we, were, we were giving it a nudge. Mm. Uh, and, um, By the way, you know, I do need to add that Fleety and Marty were simply living on my <laughs> bedroom floor yeah. because they were in like an apartment, we an which apartment. had Didn't no room, room service. service, but old Muggins here was in the hotel and so we could <laughs> yeah. order shit. Well, I'm still waiting for that bill to be settled <laughs> by Marty Sheargold and Greg Slate. But anyway. You well, set this story up like the festival was an awful experience. This sounds awesome yeah. so well, far. It actually was awesome. The rounds awesome. the gigs was wonderful. Yeah. It, was, it was great. Right. I lost a lot of money, yeah, but we right. had a good time. Yeah. We tapped into Jude. Big <laughs> yeah, time. We had a big yeah. seafood lunch that Jude paid for. Anyway, Jude rings down to Recepo and goes, um, can you send up a bottle of champagne, please? And they go, well, you've drunk us out of whatever we were drinking. We were drinking, Maui. We could not have been more unbearable, by the way. <laughs> and they go, well, we've only got yellow, yellow Glen. And Jude goes, I'd rather drink my own piss. Yeah, that really up. happened. And then immediately picks the phone back up and goes, send the yellow glen up. <laughs> oh, because Greg Fleet had a moment of inspiration at that point because uh, he said, no, hang on, Jude, hang on. We can have snake bites if we get a bottle of yellow glen and they put a shot of vodka oh my in God. the champagne. So, yeah, so I don't think we ordered a bottle of vodka, but I think we must have gotten like a glass of vodka so we put the vodka in the yellow glen. Right. Anyway, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Fleety's the most well-behaved one on this trip so yeah. far. He's the guiding light. Like, don't do drugs before the gig. We drank a lot. We drank a lot. I was only a young bloke. I would have been struggling to keep up. Oh, not from memory. I think we were all doing just fine. And, of course, never let, you know, housekeeping in. So my oh, room was hell. disgusting. <laughs> and I heard some story afterwards that they actually hadn't seen a room that wow. revolting since Motorhead or someone like that had stayed there. Since was, Macy yeah. Gray was shit smearing on her, her big world tour. Some of that's made up. For treating my audience with respect at Comedy Explain. Uh, that, Wonderful that, room. That, that, yeah, well, I've been unlucky. <laughs> You've been unlucky. That's the thing. Now you've got a you've got a real thing where you've already like as soon as I bring this up, there's a trigger with you. You're saying to Judith, "Don't go down there." I never said don't go down to Jude. It's a beautiful room. You've you've had a rough trot. I've come to that conclusion all on my own. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you've had a slightly rough trot down there, but look, yeah. that you've you your experience was down there pre-pandemic. Now yeah. that's because oh, that's, you think post-pandemic is a different, right? Well, there's no backpackers. I think that's the thing you were scared of. I think that's the thing that's where you you uh, come a cropper. Yeah. I think down there because like you were coming out there mm. and talking and directly dying. to 17 year old Swedish backpackers Tough room. about uh, Expo '88 and fondue <laughs> sets, yeah. stuff that you've had in the, in the yeah. back pocket for about 25 years. I should have hit some other areas. Yeah. And, and you were not that. getting a lot of response from that key demo, I think, given no. the material you were putting out there. And even as I was looking at them, I was thinking this, none of this is going to yeah. work. I was mentally flicking through the file going, what? I can't, yeah. no, I can't do that. I've got some family ties material. didn't work. Yeah. That's because it happened before they were born. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. come on, people, show some imagination. Yeah. So and you... then it was so irritating because Pete Hellier walked out one night and mm. did a whole routine about Apollo 11 or some kind of right. space landing. Right. Predating your old material. Yeah. <laughs> this He's is stepping all fur- over my Apollo 10 gear. Yeah, fucked. Yeah. He's gone further back than yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so you, but so he's the- obviously tapped into universal themes, Marty, mm. which somehow your Expo 88 gear <laughs> did not. It didn't work. So I you, think they recognised him from the project. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. If yeah. only you'd been on TV. Yeah. He used to live differently. <laughs> if only you were famous. But um, <laughs> you, so you're none for three, was it? You're none for three down there. Yeah. So that's you've you've sworn it off. Now the thing is, you, you every time I talked to you, you'd be sort of like our spleen going, almost like mm. hoping it had exploded or something. Mm. I'll be mm. back. You'll be back. One for one for four. You'll be one I, out of four. Or I could go none and four. Yeah. I mm. wouldn't put that past me. Well, I, I've. I've been really working hard on the room in the meantime. In, during the lockdown, I've been really oh, I saw that making room in sure. the lockdown when it was like only 20 people could go in that yeah, room. Yeah, that wasn't good. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. <laughs> you loving it. You loving it, thinking this thing's going to shut down soon. <laughs> <laughs> like the wine bar next yeah. door. So, yeah. So what, what happens this morning? Going back to like you guys' early days, I don't know how you got your first ever gig. If you, you rocked up and you had to sign up or get a friend yeah, to sign you like up. Yeah, something like that. How did something you like do that? it, Jude? So it was upstairs at La Joke. Yes, great. Room. A great room. Um, oh boy! Although those midnight shows, crikey. I used to do a wow. late late show that started at midnight. Jeez. And oh the, yeah, the dregs of of Gertrude and and Smith used Coupled to wander through there with the really drunk people from the last laugh who, who would upstairs. be encouraged to go. I mean, I remember a beautiful evening where I was emceeing and I had to say, "Gentlemen, I'm so sorry." But if you could use the downstairs male toilets, because five people have projectile vomited in the upstairs. Wow. wow. So, yeah, no, it was a it was a kind of a waking nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but, no, you actually, you went into a joke and you just put your name down you, or rang them up and they said, well, you're on Tuesday, the whatever the date was. Mm. And then okay. you just rocked up. Great. Well, uh, with Comedy Explain, what we did pre-pandemic was you would just come down and there'd be one night where I'd say to everyone, right, this is the night, come down and sign up and we'll book you in for the next, you know, weeks or months ahead. Now, I stopped doing that because being confronted with 80 open micers, and I'm sure open micers uh, were the same back then as they were now, which is you don't want to deal with those depths of humanity times 80. It was always beautiful to watch you on those nights, sitting down like the godfather, accepting, you know, favours on the day of his daughter's just (laughs) big book open, (laughs) just line out the door. Seriously, 80 people? uh, Honestly, 80 people. That's not exaggerating. And the line was so long that, you you know, and it's at the top of Burke Street, which is a bit of a sketchy area at the best of times. It's improving. You could just see 
people, you know, homeless people and people out of their minds just going, well, I'm already screaming at a tree. Why yeah. don't I just line up, sure. add this line and go and do this professionally? Did they, did they get, eventually get up, these, yeah, yeah, these yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, most of Well, when it got to 80, it was like, this is now getting impossible to put everyone on. I'm not going to put the people on that don't have shoes or shirts on anymore. I'm going to be picky here. <laughs> or fleets out. Yeah. <laughs> so now, post-pandemic, uh, what, what the new rule is, instead of doing that, is uh, what you do is you hit me up and you... Use a reference or a referee, something like that, so that you know I know that you're not completely crazy. Or I recommended someone to you. Now that's what I was about to say. Now what? <laughs> I didn't hear this from you. Now no. I got a message from someone that I didn't know saying, "Hey, hi, Carl. Uh, I just want to get on at your gig comedy. Explain." Now I'm using a referee uh, that I've been uh, uh, allowed to use. Mm. Marty Sheargold said uh, he's going to be my referee, and he said to tell you, uh, well, he said for me to do to you, hound Carl and ask him to get on at comedy. Explain as many times as you've asked him to go on your little podcast. Now, that's, oh. that, was, now that was the that was the, the message. So I was like, okay. no problem. I, well, you great. knew it was legitimate. So uh, well yeah. done. It was not a lie. Yeah. yeah. So if we're going to treat it that way, I'm like, great, no worries. So what's going to happen with that um, young lady is yeah. uh, I'm going to book her. I'm going to ignore her for the next two years <laughs> <laughs> and put her on in two or three years' time when I run out of excuses. So you <laughs> You're a really great referee there, Marty. Uh, That's her treatment. I probably haven't helped her. Uh, no. Yeah, so, who so. is she? She's a young girl who I saw when I was getting knocking this show back into shape at one of your competitors' rooms. Oh, well, let's not name them then. And, um, <laughs> and I saw her there and I thought she was funny. Right. And I've since seen her at a couple of things. Well, come down and see her at Connie Explain in 2025. 25. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Probably I'll next time in. you... You hop up as well, probably. Mm. <laughs> oh, get it, get get them on the same night together. Yeah, what a great, great idea. Yeah, yeah. double what a great act. idea. Is this you no? Know, because you're you're both doing stand up at the moment. You, uh, Judith, you're about to hit Adelaide. You're doing. Mm. A, um... Are you just going to Adelaide now, Jude? Because it's already up and running, isn't it? Oh yeah, no, heading off on Tuesday. Tuesday, mm. can't wait. Mm. And where are you doing? There's one thing I love. It's a tent and an outdoor toilet. The mm. home at comedy. fifty three, I just embrace <laughs> that shit. I don't go. I've been doing this. For 34 years and I can't even get a fucking toilet inside. Yeah. I can't wait, Marty. Yeah, but Jude, you get to do the show and then unwind by going on the Dodgem cast. Yeah. What could be better? Lots of things, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Almost anything. Especially that when you're hearing the Dodgem cars during your set yeah. as well. Mm. You just get it's to get lovely... excited for going on them at the end of the gig. There is a lovely artist bar tucked away up the back there that's well, I've always had good chats in. Oh, look. Uh, it's a good festival. I'll, I'll be honest festival. and say I'm just girding my loins because at the moment the good people of Adelaide aren't buying tickets. So right. uh, we're very much and, hoping for that to turn around. And, then I will have a marvellous time and I will shit outside if I have to yeah. if they give me their cash. And when you say, it's that simple. When you say at the moment the people of Adelaide aren't buying many tickets, you mean since the birth of Christ. <laughs> That's generally how they've acted in the well, last 2,000 years. No, I, th- I think you'll find not for all of us, Carl. <laughs> right, sorry. Not, not yep. to rub your face no, in it. Some enough. of us do quite well okay. in Adelaide. Yeah. So yeah. it would be a real yeah. shock and a surprise yeah. if we didn't Actually, this time now, around. Now that you say that, I have thought that about the cities of Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Hobart <laughs> as well. So, yeah, it might be you. Yeah. No, it'll be fun, Jude. When was the last time you did Adelaide? 2020, which is why I'm still trying to finish ah. this, because it was that last weekend of that festival where people were like, oh, they're talking about stopping the festival because um, uh, this corona thing. Mm. I was like, corona thing, my ass. Grab mm-hmm. us a beer, mate. Mm. <laughs> like, we were out of control. And we just, 
carried on. And then, sure enough, they got through that festival. But then immediately after mm-hmm. that weekend, the world just became as we know it. Yes. Yes. So these are still carryover gigs from then. Right. Yeah. But and prior you're, to you're, that, Jude, I hadn't done that festival since 1995. Good God. I know. How how has been getting back on the stand-up pony been for it's you? It's been good. It's not the comic that I want to be, and it's not the version of comedy that I want to do. It never is. No, but I... I, I, I mean, I, I think that. You yeah. know, it's kind of like my idea of what a show will be is never what it is. No, it's strange. And I sort of did it as a stopgap because I wanted to do it, but I, I didn't really want to do all the work. So I folded a bit of old gear in and rid a bit of uh, did, rid a bit of new gear. <laughs> Not that bit. <laughs> the I read a different bit. Yeah. And, and then I sort of arrived at this very old version of myself that's very rough and blue, and it's like, oh gosh. Did you now? When did you stop doing stand up originally? Um, probably about two thousand ish. Two thousand ish. So then you. So you. No, it was later than that. It was about. I did about ten years. So about two thousand three, two thousand four. Right, and then no stand up at all until until two thousand twenty. Is that about right? Till about two thousand yeah nineteen. So and about, so, what was that first gig back like? It was good. I liked it. It but was. There was about fifteen years in the middle, right? Yeah, so that wilderness. was that was the, because when I started, you weren't doing comedy, and then it They're was still talking about me though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I knew of you. <laughs> We were all sharing your old material. I was doing the fondue bit. That's why I was doing Expo 88. Yeah. That's a good gear. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you come back, it was all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, why didn't, why didn't Marty do stand-up all this time? And then I had a job. Well, well, you had a job. But also, is this true that, that I heard someone say that you one day you opened a newspaper and Will Anderson stated exactly how much money he made from stand-up and you went, fuck, I love stand-up. I just remembered. <laughs> no, but I was thinking there's a lot of money being left on the table here. <laughs> I met it didn't you. make any sense. <laughs> I first met you in that period where you weren't doing stand-up on the set of uh, ABC's The Librarians. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. You were playing a lawyer yeah. called Paolo. Overacting my way through that. I yeah, do you remember that. Yeah, you had an ill-fitting suit yes. and a, and a yes. headset on. For Robin, for Robin Butler and yep. Wayne Hope. Yep. I was very excited because I, I knew of you and yeah. you, were, you were very funny and you were... Fun to be around. Good, Tommy. All and this then, is good. <laughs> and then... I'm starting to get a little bored. I feel like <laughs> we talked about Marty and We talked about Marty and the person he's recommended. Now we're going on about Marty and the librarians. Well, you we'll, know. We'll, we'll do this and then I've we'll got, do you, I've honestly. I've got to go. <laughs> so, I've got so, a bit you for know, you. If you want to ask me anything... I've got a bit for you in a minute. Um, I am here, gentlemen. <laughs> Two minutes. Two minutes until your bit, I swear. Okay, okay. You know, Sam Pang will wait for no lady. So I feel like well, these... Marty, that would be lovely. Maybe I'd like we to should know catch what up you and sometime. Denise are doing, yeah. and I mean it. What's these, this? What's these this two have started their own lunch over here on this side of the table. I think <laughs> I'm <laughs> coming straight back to you. Yeah. Th- thank you, Marty. Um, what are you doing with Denise this time around? It's a little show called Still Here, Marty, because oh, we are. You are. You and, both are. Uh, you know, what we love is that everyone, our management, uh, it, all the media we've done recently, everyone has said, try not to talk too much about lockdown, try not to do too much stuff about the pandemic and COVID. So our entire show is about being locked down Great. during the pandemic. Great, because that's our shared experience. Well, mm. that's exactly right, Marty. And but but so the pre- Promises that Scotty and I are locked down together. It's oh, that's it's got a narrative of, rolling through it. I don't want to use the word play. Oh, but oh, it's heading into that territory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
which really means we've just cobbled together every shit house gag about COVID you can possibly imagine, yeah. and we've just put them one after the other, sort of split them yeah. into bits and gone. It's a play. But vignettes, the, perhaps. Mm. Oh wow, <laughs> we're nutty for a vignette. Where I actually like to say it's like, well, it's like Beckett meets Flying High. It's right. kind of waiting for COVID. But I think what will really get people in is the fact that both of my shoulders went in 2020 when I was writing a book. Turns out I'm fine. No need to ask or applaud. Um, uh, and Scotty, of course, hasn't really been able to move from the waist down for a good 15 years. Oh, so between the two of us, we're barely one physically functional human. Mm. And yet that has not stopped us from having three dance numbers. Oh, how okay. wonderful. Mm-hmm. All right. I one of them is a liturgical dance number, which for the heathens out there is, of course, dancing to hymns. And, and I, wonderful. I, Usually, Jude, and I don't know if you've had time to incorporate this, that sort of full silk kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. You've got those? Oh, we've got those. Right. We've got a lot of costumes. Yeah, and, good. you know, I mean, I think everyone will hopefully relate to the show, but, oh, man, is it a show for Melburnians. We've got it all in there. We've got mm. the riots. We've mm. got the earthquake. Mm. We've got everything. Dan it's Andrews effigy? Not so much Dan Andrews, but we've got the presser. We've got, uh, oh, yeah, the, it's, the all, it's all in there. It is oh, yeah. It's such a show for Melburnians. What a sales pitch it, to it, Adelaide. Adelaide, take it or leave it. <laughs> which, is what, which is what they've always done. No, but I think, like, you kind of lived in the world for the last couple of years and not relate to it. But right. particularly, I think, Melbourne. I, very I, tough I, here. I do like the uh, little detail of you saying that you both of your shoulders were, were, were put out during the writing of a book. I'm just picturing you just writing so hard with one hand and it busting and going, the show must go on, and yeah. then writing the rest so, of the book left-handed, and then that was, one busting It was out. a little like that. And yeah. then you going yeah. just Christy Brown and like writing with your, your mouth, I guess, mm-hmm. the rest of the book? Yeah, it was a bit like that. The fact that I had a barbecue on each shoulder wasn't thought through. <laughs> right. that, um, that probably didn't help. But no, that was a nightmare, actually. Yoga-related, Jude? No, it was really just inflammation and typing, and I had oh. an operation on the left one, which was a complete waste of time. But one good thing did come out of because I started seeing this fantastic osteo. N- none of this is made up. He's great at his job. He's funny. He swears like a trooper. And, you know, obviously single, living alone, being touched by a man once a week during lockdown was mm. pretty fucking spectacular. Mm, yeah. But at the start of every session, he checks out my alignment. This is completely serious. And one week I'm standing in front of him with my knee raised and he's standing behind me and he just went, Fucking delicious. <laughs> and I said, it's been a while since Amanda said something like that to me. This guy is great. Without skipping a beat, he went, yeah, and I was checking out your ass when I said it. Because technically, <laughs> okay. gentlemen, he was checking out my ass. Yes, I blew him, Marty. I mean, <laughs> well, you had to, of course. It was a difficult time for all of us. For those of us living alone, it was wow. particularly hard. I mean, that uh, was a, but that was a nightmare. I mean, single living alone, remember? Oh, but when the mm-hmm. long Before lockdown, the 2020, and you could Nightmare. see an intimate partner but not a friend. Yep. Very good friend. Andrea Powell rings me up. She's in exactly the same situa- situation as me and said, Judith, I just want to come over for a cup of tea. And I said, well, that's all very well and good, but to keep this legal, you're going to have to sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> so she did. And that's not the direction we thought our friendship was moving in, but these no. were difficult and crazy times, Marty. Oh. Did you – did you – is. Did you break the rules through that period, Jude, and have somebody over? Andrea and I may have seen each and other I a couple that, of times I before we were legally allowed to. Because some of the rules were just absolutely ludicrous. Yes, yes. The only other time I broke a rule, and we only did that a couple of times and we were very careful, but the only other time I broke a rule was... um. 
Look, a lot of people will know that for ladies, um, facial and bodily hair was, body hair was an issue. Mm -hmm. It had to be dealt with. It it did, or not, as the case may be. I actually, from the neck down, let everything go. It was a jungle. I was storing carbon. But my beautiful (laughs) beauty therapist rang me up and said, do you want to come over to my place for a treatment? So I did. I went over there, lovely flat, down a very narrow alleyway, working from a back room. You know what I'm saying? Mm, She doesn't uh, normally work from home, dark, dusty blinds drawn, felt terrible. I thought, you know, am I here for a wax or an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, 53 abortions, they were the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was a difficult time oh for Melbourne God. for all of us. So I, true, Jude. I How did this... you go in lockdown, Marty Sheargold? Well, I worked from home. Ah, um, so, so you would have loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Because I live a fair way out of town, um, so it's a long commute. And then when you said to me, you don't have to commute, I was like, I'm your guy. My running joke with the family was at two minutes past six because I was doing the other end of the day, I'd walk into the lounge room and go, Daddy's home! (laughs) (laughs) But I drank like a fish. Yeah. And I mean drank. Yeah. Do fish drink? I don't know. I assume Mm. they do. There's a lot of water around Mm. them. They mm. push it through their gills if they don't swallow. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I do like the idea that you, well, the, the, the fact that you've both said to each other, what, how did you go during lockdown without ever asking me and Tommy about how we went to, during lockdown? Because you just looked at each other and gone, oh, you would have had to adjust your schedule and looked mm. at us and gone, yeah, you two cunts just sit in your house anyway and do fuck Business all. Business so as usual. Actually, I, I can't speak for Marty, but it was just lack of interest on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any interest in myself either, well, to be honest. I go. couldn't care less about yeah. myself. Are actually. you living on your own, Tommy? I'm living with my beautiful partner. Great. Were you yeah. during lockdown, though? Were you on your own? Uh, first one, I was living alone, but with her. And then second big lockdown, we just moved in together. Uh, so little, mm. little change of scenery, which mm. was nice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And Carl, what about you? How did you go during lockdown? Uh, I, I live with my wife and my yeah, very small child. So yeah, it was all absolutely, in that first lockdown. absolutely tickety boo with my wife working full time from home and me just being on full time parental Duties, very nice Ouch. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, hard work. It's not. It's not ideal, but it's a good way. Look, there will be no stage where I wake, uh, you know, wake up ten years from now and go, "Gee, I wish I'd spent more time with my child between the ages of zero and three. Yeah, there will not be a time where I think that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. know everything. That could be my mastermind subject at the moment. My child between the age of zero and three. Yeah. I've got it all. You're across it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of time at home, wasn't mm. it? And then the the, the five k radius, and then the curfew. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. This is ludicrous. I loved it. I absolutely loved the, the curfew and everything and, and, and well, everyone being shut in because after looking after the kid all day, it was just my time to shine by myself from, mm. the, from the time of like eight till midnight, even if I had to sneak out a little bit longer. Mm. Just me on the streets, me like Vanilla Sky, Tom Cruise style, just oh, walking really? around Bridge Road, out. Richmond and... Yeah, absolutely. Just running and shitting my pants that we've covered on this show a lot of times. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, big show. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm the original poo jogger. When people, when you see the, the, the stories going around Melbourne about poo jogging, that That's was me most of right. lockdown. Yeah. It was me, unfortunately, Do finding... Do I really want to ask this question? Was there a... A poo jogging yeah. incident? Uh, of mine? Yeah. Several. Yes. Several? Um, I, we've talked about this Too on the show before. Home? But uh, yes, it was me not knowing. <laughs> Judith's like, my experience all of a sudden doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. <laughs> not at you, all. You never left your house for a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't, but I'm wondering. I'm just thinking generally, 
my my life and my rectum are in better shape <laughs> yeah. than yours. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Uh, mine was more like um, Adelaide Fringe, your Adelaide Fringe experience coming up. Not a lot of people around and an outdoor toilet. Like yeah, the outdoor yeah, yeah. is my toilet. Oh, okay. the carnival lifestyle. I was not realising. I was, I was running. I was running every night. I was going for like a 5K run and timing it weirdly. Uh, just after, after like you'd I'd, had a vindaloo. No, well, I'd, I'd <laughs> been eating this very high fiber bread that I'd been weirdly enough mistaking the sticker of as just being like a sticker saying, this is good for you. Instead of going, you are going to shit your pants if you eat seven sandwiches, <laughs> right. which is what I was doing. Yeah. I'm done by the sticker. Yes. <laughs> it's always the sticker. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I get title. it. <laughs> you want me to buy it? I get it. I'll buy it. <laughs> Carl, riddle me this. Once I understand <laughs> the fact that it was several times, talk yes. me through that. Well, I didn't get to the bottom of a first go. You know, serial killers, they'll kill one person. They don't get caught immediately. You've got to do some intel. Yes, but you know, that's you've... because they desire for it to happen <laughs> yeah. again, Carl. There's a lot of accidental serial killers <laughs> no. on there. Yeah, right. Returning to the scene of the crime kind of thing. It does seem as though caught. you were slowly falling in love with the outdoor poo. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the fear of not being caught. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't. I just. Bad timing. It was just it was just one of those things where I didn't quite I just thought, well maybe it's the whole lockdown experience that's doing it to me. Maybe mm. it's you know, it's Trauma. a mental thing. Stress, yeah. anxiety can affect your stomach, like yeah. your, your gut mm. and your mind are very linked. Because mm. also when he says he was eating a lot of this bread, Judith and Marty, you might assume as most people would that he means like in the form of a sandwich or something like this. Mm. No, this was just Am I correct in this? Opening the packet and just ripping Eating in bread. slice by slice. Right. Going there was through margarine the whole... involved. Okay. Yeah. yeah but yeah. just it, just the, the bread by itself I'm as a, big a snack. Fan of bread. Multiple mm. slices. Yeah. And then a run, what, an hour later? No, I think it was, you know, it was a good five hours later. But whatever it was, it was the perfect time for that bread to rip through me. Whatever, yeah. whatever that time was, mm-hmm. if I go back and work that out, it, I think it was like How many times are we talking? Mm. There was... If you had to ballpark it. There, there was a minimum... Uh, well, I think there was a couple of times where it was, there was shrubbery involved and then there was a pants-related issue. Ah. Um, yeah. But the thing is, this is happening at the same time every night. I mean, a lot of men of your age would kill to have that kind of regularity. Yes. So no, it's, good, it's good in that sense. Yes. No, totally. Mm, I yeah. take my hat off to you, Carl, because if that had happened to me once, mm. I would never have left my home ever again. <laughs> and the fact that you just continue to give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See how it goes tonight. But it's, it's, like, it's like that thing, you know, when doctors, when you, when you can't figure out like, what this rash is from, and they go, okay, well, maybe try eliminating all these things from your diet. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. was me until I finally got to the, the 17 bread. sandwiches of high-fiber bread I was mm. eating a day, and then go, well, why don't I just get rid of that? Voila, Eureka, we've done it. We've done it. We're a team and we've achieved it. This and happening late at night and then you working, waking up first thing the next morning and going like, all right, time to teach this one-year-old about the ways of the world. Yeah. Time, yeah. To, <laughs> time to inform the mind yeah. of this human. Well, <laughs> Tommy, I'm actually considering the fact that he would have been possibly trying to teach some toilet training. Mm. And yes. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, physician, heal thyself <laughs> is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Your kid's first words, what the fuck would you know, old man? Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunate. That it was whole a, thing. Look, it was a good time. If I was ever going to do it, it was a good time during lockdown because no oh, one else sure. had to see it. I mean, you no don't one else had be, to find and it. And a good location. Yeah. This is not this abandoned streets. This is not an Eastland scenario. No, no. This is not a Christmas, you know, the week leading up to Christmas. You no, don't want to be being caught short, yeah, in the Burke Street Mall, mm. anything like that. Mm. It's Bridge, Bridge Road, Richmond, in the middle of a pandemic. If you're ever going to have to shit your pants over and over, that's a good place. Well, I was um, for a period of the pandemic on the roads very early in the morning and it was honestly like something from a from a sort of you know 
28 days later, mm. there was not a human being no. on the street. Yep. It was quite unnerving. Mm. It was a to- you you couldn't explain it to people if they hadn't lived through it. Yeah, mm. just one solitary man bending over a bush <laughs> in, in Bridge Road. That's the only person. you That's saw. That's the only person I saw. And you saw and it heaps too. Way <laughs> <laughs> more times really than I thought of black people shit in the bush. Yeah. You smelt it before you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd see him in the morning coming out of Baker's Delight, yeah, and then a, a, evening same space. Yeah. Strange time. Strange time. Mm. Oh, tell me. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't doing this this behaviour pre-pandemic. Yeah. No, I was I was using Lardy la- the indoor toilet. <laughs> yeah, you got a bit ahead of yourself yeah. there when you were inside. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to go back to your osteo, uh, my partner has been seeing an osteo recently, mm-hmm. and not not home visit going going out because we can do that now. I took her to the doctor yesterday, drove and just kind of like you know hung out in the car. She was like, I won't be long, and she came out and she was saying that the osteo. They'd just been making conversation and she'd, my girlfriend had mentioned something about me and the guy, the osteo is like, oh, what does your, what does your partner do? She's like, oh, like kind of comedy sort of stuff. And he's like, oh, what, what's, what sort of what sort? And she's like, oh, he does this podcast. And he's like, oh, he make, he lives off that, does he? And he, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like I was training for a marathon recently and just listened to hours and hours and hours podcasts every day. And so she's thinking like, oh, what, this will be funny if it's like, it turns out that he listens to the little dum-dum club. And so she's like, oh, what, what podcast do you listen to? Like, what's your favorite? And he goes, Joe Rogan. Great. This mm. is a, this is a doctor. Yeah. This is a medical mm. professional telling mm. you, yeah, I'm really into the anti-vax guy. Like, mm. is that a thing you should be admitting to your patients? You know what I mean? No, but look, you know, um, a friend of mine actually saw a physio for a while, a male physio, and she stopped seeing him when uh, he turned to her one day and said, that's a nice bra. Nah, and you don't want that. No, yeah. That's, that's fruity. Yeah, mm. that's just uh, crossing a line. So, yeah, I, I think possibly. You, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. But surely there's and, other Is your partner going that? back? This is the question. He does wonderful work to her shoulders, right. so I think she's. I think she's trapped. I think, she, mm. but maybe you know, if you're a medic, I mean, it's like us, Carl. We like watching bad open mic comedy. Mm. We like watching people bomb and do the thing that we do mm. very badly. Hang on a so minute. maybe if you're Seriously? a medical professional, maybe that's that the... makes me want to take my own life. <laughs> when I see people dying on stage, I honestly, I just find it excruciating. I because mm. I always think there, but for the grace of God, mm. yeah. But yeah. you guys like it, yeah. There's there's something to be said for it. I don't want to sit there and watch you know two hours of it, but there's you know there's a bit of a giggle in it. Wow. Yeah. A hard death, a hard death. Yeah. Watching a raw comedy heat, and you have to sit through a lot of stuff that's just like bad in a way that it's just kind of like Not average. Enjoyable. But then someone, yeah. yeah, someone really going over the top, and someone that you a... can really dig the dig the ribs of the person next to you and go, "Can you believe we're here watching this?" Yeah, but don't you get a little bit of that, uh, Carl? I thought the jogging shitting story <laughs> made me think differently of you, but now, now I'm really concerned. Oh, honestly, like I wish someone else had done the jogging shitting thing so I could have watched that and gone, "Check this fucking idiot out." Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, on stage it jogging to me. on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, we've heard how many tryouts you've come upon. Mm. Do the two of you have a favourite? A favourite death? Oh, 
Gee. Someone that's really stood out from Took the pack. Took your breath away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, just quickly, I think, like when you say, Judith, that you think there, but for the grace of God, go yeah. out. You're very right. But I think then when you're bombing, it's like nice in your own head to go, well, you know, someone, some sicko out there is enjoying this at the very least. You yeah, know what I mean? Your, the way I would your, be. You're on your own. <laughs> no. No. There was, a, there, was a, there was a woman who went out and did a jokes and then if the joke wouldn't work and then she... It was, no one would laugh at the joke. And then she pulled out a hammer and hit herself in the head. Oh, no. An actual hammer? An actual hammer. Oh, and that's, then, that's, and that's then, a mental illness, sure. Yeah, and that's then, not good. And then people would like go, oh, okay, what just happened then? And then would do another joke and then hit herself in the head again with the hammer. And then, of course, the, people are still reeling from the first hammer incident. And then, so the, the gig's never getting better. So I think at Hammer 3, someone walked out with the old shepherd's crook and went, no, you actually have <laughs> you to come have to off go stage now, now. now. Before you kill yourself. That's the sort of thing that we're into. You I know. mean, hitting herself hard with uh, an actual hammer? Or just, how, how it, was it like? It was, I think it was a little bit heavier than that, maybe. Mm. It was hard to tell. She was like, almost it was like, forcing the crowd to laugh. Yeah, or, 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 or call else. an ambulance. Yes, yeah. an yes. Ambulance. There was a bit of that. So anything super demented like that, I think we're into. Anything that's like what? that does seem next level. Yeah, that seems out of the ordinary. Yes, yeah, yes. yes. So As anything opposed to just a young kid dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Anything that's explain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the home of bombing. You must, uh, you must love it when I walk no, in. No, <laughs> no, get a get a bit of Bunnings involved, and maybe I'd get into it. But uh, you need some. Some tools. Or <laughs> yeah. Hitting yourself in the head with a hammer and then Marty Shear golding it and yeah. going, I won't take up too much more of your time. Yeah, like yeah, you've just yeah. got no. blood pooling down your head. Just no, smacking yourself me. in the hammer and then going, Why don't you fuck off, your old cunt? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, if anyone listening to this is being put off by the idea of ever doing stand up in their entire life, I say go with that feeling. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've seen the sign up line at Spleen. It's already too long. Yeah. There's already too many people doing this. Mm-hmm. How many of them there's, kick on, do you reckon? There's already your friend who's now waiting four years to get on. <laughs> she'll, 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 she'll stick around. How many of them kick on? Oh, the ratio. God. Oh, God. Wouldn't be many, would it? Be, no, but like, in, you know, like anything like that, like professional golfers or professional basketballers or whatever, you know, the cream rises to the top. Like how many of them started out at the same time as you guys that are still around, you know? I can't say level. not that many. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the elite like is how I, pre- I yes. prefer to refer to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. but then I think, are they just a lot smarter? Yeah. Do they just go, oh, this is making me miserable. Mm-hmm. I'll do something else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, totally. There's that too. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing I always respect with stand up where, uh, if anyone actually just stops doing it and then just doesn't say anything about it and just stops and goes, you know what? I'm smart enough to not have mm. to, to do this thing. I'm not, I'm never going to be. At a huge level, I'm just going to wander away, and that's it. Mm. Because the the alternative to that is the demented, del, uh, you know, deluded people that go. The announcement. I'm retiring, everyone. I'm retiring, and mm. then they think everyone's supposed to go. No, don't. And we're all going. Good. Fuck off. You're no good, and I'll have your gig. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful community. Everyone. Yeah. We're just there for each other. Yeah. yeah we yeah. just wish everyone the best. <laughs> have we ever talked about? There's a guy that we know that basically did that that hadn't gigged for ages and he came and did your gig, Carl, and he was like saying, he was like, yeah, I, I, I quit basically. I hadn't done it for ages. And you were like, oh, what, what's brought you back? And he's like, no one really cared that I'd quit. Yeah. So I may as well just keep going. Yeah. And oh, that's, right. I mean, that's thinking beautiful. thinking he was going to be missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't get enough likes on his retirement post on Facebook. So I just decided to George Costanza and just turn back up on a Monday morning. <laughs> 
and how did it go? I'm oh, guessing he's still if no one along cared this guy. that he stopped, no one would have cared that he'd started again exactly. either. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yes. There was one man, me, who'd read the post and liked it and went, what was that like for if you're going to turn back up here and do a gig? <laughs> I'm going to unlike that post. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We better wrap it up for another week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Marty and Judith, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Judith, you have the tour with uh, Denise Scott Certainly coming up. Do. Adelaide, Melbourne, any other cities coming everywhere, up soon? Everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere, Brisbane, Sydney, Perth. If, oh, no, we'll get in there eventually. Yep. Yeah, yep. everywhere. Regionals, yeah, still here. Look at the website. You can go to comedy.com.au to find it all. Thank details. you. And mm. you've got the book out that you blew out both shoulders yeah, in the making of. you know, who cares? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it feels like I wrote that 20 years ago. But sure, turns out I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the book, <laughs> yeah. whatever. There we go. <laughs> And uh, Marty, you've got the Marty Sheargold show every yes. morning on Triple M. And you're still oh, yes, finishing yes. the tour as well. Yes. And I'm still finishing the tour. You're going to Perth, you're going to Canberra, you're going to Sydney. No, I've done Sydney. Right? Oh, Sydney. Brisbane's next. Mm-hmm. Get up there and, of course, I'll be part of the Mud Army while I'm there helping out the locals. As <laughs> if. <laughs> Good luck, Brisbane. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. And they've done it again. Well, oh, back to the normal audio rather than that creamy, yeah. creamy uh, a radio audio that we've uh, just listened to. I back in the old stomping ground mm, of back, South Melbourne. Back in the old, back in the good old days where we got paid nothing and yep. uh, we snuck into a studio to record mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. So that, not uh, that, that good. Little, that little strip's really. Uh, Let's just call them the old days. The old days, yeah. Mm. That really, that little strip's really taken off since we used to go in there. It's gotten better. Yeah, I um, there was a, a lot more, uh, a lot better food to choose between on the way on the way home. That's very after true. Recording that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, that that parking situation around there, a fucking nightmare. Mm. Paying an arm and a leg oh. for a couple of hours parking. Really? Yep. No, never, never did it. There's basically a. Uh, Basically, a tram that the, it's a pretty good tram situation for me mm-hmm. to get there from my house, so yep. that's fine. Um, but yeah, good to um, good to finally and nab some of those big fish that we've been. Uh, like I said, bloody Marty, I know he's busy, and that's why. And also, he can't be fucked. But yep. great to get him after a long, long time. Yes, of uh, of trying. Yeah. So uh, thank you, and uh, to 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 thank him. I've uh, booked that person that hit me up. Really? Uh, yes. Okay. I thought, you know what? Be the better man. Yep. Don't take two years yep. to uh, to answer. We're going to have to hear the update on how this person went oh, at the gig. Well, yeah. Marty's going to have to come down and watch yeah. and, and, and be like, right, you vouch for this person. Mm-hmm. If If they bomb... I get your radio job. I believe that's how it works. Wow, yeah. that's huge. So that's just driving the kids to school all of yeah. a sudden one morning. Yep. Welcome to the Marty Sheargold Show yep. with Carl Chandler. That's right. You permanent host and that's you're just right. talking as if you've always been there and yep. always will be there. Yeah. And he, you don't change the name of the The name of the show never changes. Do I have to be, do I have to act <laughs> like Marty? No. Or do I just be me? No, I think it's more confusing for people if you okay. if you make the transition as jarring as possible. Right. So yep. it's just you being you. Yep. And then you're an solo. And then all of a sudden you're chasing me for two years to, to be on this show. To be a guest on this. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, no, I don't replace just be, you. Just to be the co host on this. Yeah. Th- no, yeah. This, this, I don't replace you on this. This mm. just turns into like Bill Burr, how he just right. sits and talks <laughs> to himself for an You hour just every plan week. on me being here every week and then I'm every week I'm just a bit right. busy doing uh, it. Let down again. Mm. But I also am scheduling it between 6 and 9 a.m. on weekdays. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of my own fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right, well, that's good. But uh, good to um, you know what it reminded me of being back in South Melbourne. Our uh, our frequent little walks that we would do mm. from South Melbourne after doing the pod into mm. the city to get the tram. Yep. Stopping past the South Bank Food Court for yes. a little bit of sauces. Yes. Which I think has closed down for good. Oh, has yeah. it? Yeah. Because I, I absolutely did think that as well. Mm. But then I got tempted by some cheap tie on the way, so I didn't. I didn't venture in and, and try the um, heavily spiced. Salsa's chips. Mexi crinkles. Yes. Mexi you would have crinkles, been left right. severely disappointed because I, I talked about this uh, recently, I think, when I was staying at the Langham in South Bank mm. for Valentine's Day. Mm. I, I think we'd been doing something for this just before. So I got in there. I hadn't eaten yet and I was starving and I was like, oh, what should I eat? And then I was like, you know, it's right next door. The South Bank Food Court. Oh, I don't think we talked about this at all. This well, no, about me. I, I mentioned being at the Langham. Oh, right, right, But right. yeah, not, so I got in there. It was like three o'clock by the time I got in there. I hadn't eaten yet, so I'm starving. And mm. then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to get a little sauces. How good is this? And go in and they're just... That whole food court, the only thing that survived the lockdowns and everything, grilled. Oh. Everywhere else just abandoned. Yeah. So just all those like, you know, the, the kind of uniform sort of layout of a yeah, food yeah, court yeah, takeaway yeah. place. They're just all completely empty. Sure. It's weird. It must be a it must be depressing for the staff of Grill to just work in essentially a little ghost food court. Yeah. Oh well also for workers around there to go in and go, Okay, I guess I'm getting the nineteen dollar not that good burger again today. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Mm. Well I went yeah, I had Grill. Who am I gonna donate my bottle caps to today? They don't even fuck around with the bottle caps in South Bank. Oh, don't They're they? like, nah, we're doing it hard enough. We're oh. in the South Bank food court. The bottle caps are just for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to donate to Grilled? Yeah. This this you know, South Bank or the one in Richmond? We're raising money for us to be able to mm. buy a brick and mortar store that's not in a fucking yeah. food court. This is this is how we get paid. This is how the staff get paid now in bottle caps. Mm-hmm. So please, that's our tips. Yeah, chuck in a few bottle caps for yep. us. Dig deep. Yeah, mm. you could. Yeah, you could rig that right. You could just go in there and just deposit your own bottle I guess caps. So, yeah. Hey, yeah, speaking of um. Of begging, um, we should talk about our live shows. Yes. Uh, very briefly, of course, we talked about Nazim Hussain up the top of the, the show, but very quickly, it's all happening for us in Melbourne. Um, Melbourne, the hometown, the majority where the majority of listeners live of this show, I would say. Yep. Um, we are, of course, doing a, a 500-600 episode on the second of April, two p.m. at the Athenaeum Theatre. The highlight mm-hmm. of our broadcasting career mm-hmm. um like every week i feel like we, we've been saying for a year and a half there's a couple of tickets left people keep getting refunds and then but it's people t- bo- it's keep been, buying those tickets and, true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as i'm looking at the stats right now as of now there's there's seven tickets left for okay. the entire theater all right um you probably but, just reminded a couple of people of like you know yeah. what i do need to get a refund so we'll yeah. be back up to 10 yeah. by the end of the week great so um th- i think they do release a couple of tickets on the day and all that sort of stuff as well so uh yeah yeah, get onto that. But what there is a lot more tickets of is the shows that are um, not preceding, but are seeding that. I'm making it up that. Oh, word. just quickly before I forget, mm. do you know where, like, which seats the holds are? I think they're good seats. Okay. Yeah. Because my parents bought tickets, and then at, at various points they haven't been able to come to right. a date we've had, and yep. they were asking me to try and sell them on the podcast for them. Right. <laughs> and then now they can come. But they're scared of being like in crowds still because of their age. Right. So they want new seats that are like in an aisle. <laughs> so oh if you're listening <laughs> and you have aisle seats that you'd be prepared to swap with for my parents' like good middle row seats, okay. hit us up. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Great. 
Put that on uh, uh, Dum Dum Marketplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You'll have to go meet them in a car park to do the transaction. Right. Um, I believe those holds are like... I, don't, I got told by someone that the holds are... All, of course, because they're the theatre holds, they don't hold the worst The dog seats. shit. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Okay. They hold the, the good ones, but... I think that the owners of the theatre are all pretty old, so they're not they're like you know they'll they'll come along if Dame Edden was doing a show. Right, 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 but right. Because it's us. Yeah, my parents want to watch the show to support, but they also they don't want to be in big crowds at the moment. Right. Maybe just put a seat for them on stage. <laughs> just just get them backstage <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They won't I'm, be able to hear though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Look, if you actually want to watch the show, that's not very. Because I've said to a few mates, come backstage, and it's like, oh, so I don't get to see the show, and I'm like, no. <laughs> but there'll be beers. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Yeah. I'd leap at that. Yeah. Clean out the rider. Yeah. You can hear, they often like pipe the show in through the like speakers backstage. You know what? That's gotta, pretty good. We're going to work this out. I believe, I, because um, uh, uh, I don't think they give us a rider. You know, sometimes, you know, there's deals. We've we've done mm. venues before where, you know, you pay all this money and we're certainly paying a fucking lot of money for this one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, and then you get a rider. Yep. I think we're getting jack shit. Okay. Joint. Yeah, so we have to work out. We'll have to bring our own grog in. Oh, that's cool. Well, but he's, 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 here will be the next deal. Mm. Do we get to just cart our own grog into a licensed venue or is it like, no, you have to buy grog from up the front. This will be interesting. Yeah, I don't think it'll be interesting at all. I think it'll. I know which one. It's yeah. I love the idea of us just being able to toddle on down to the Young and Jackson's bottle shop and okay. come back with a slab of VB. I'll rephrase what it really will be then. Do we have to buy it up the front or do we have to smuggle in stuff in our fucking pants legs? Yeah, I guess we'll be smuggling in yeah. stuff. It's funny because, yeah, I wonder in a venue like that, it's is it? it I guess it's like that's something that like the t- the promoter takes care of, right? Like they'd yeah. be like, "This is our act. Oh, yeah. This is what they want." Yes. So either I have to go get it, or there's an arrangement with the venue or whatever it is. But yes. I would say that their offer to us would be a subsidised price on a case that is from their bar right. inside. Well, I, I remember a friend of the show was saying a, a little while back um, they were doing a sh- a show a run of shows at. A, at a comedy festival and they were in a big, big venue mm. and there was like beers every day in the green room and they're like, great. Oh, we just get this like every day. Yeah. But they didn't realise it was basically like a hotel room and they were they were there but it was like you were paying for you're the beers. You are paying that, for each beer you drink. For each beer you drink. Okay. And also they were being charged the same rate Proper like bar were, prices. Like theatre theater prices. That's very good stuff. And so this person drank, say – Five slabs yep. during the run. Yep. How long was the run? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, look, it was like a month's run. Did, so they just took... Right, right, okay. So yep. I'm saying like just theoretically, say it was five. So it was five. Yep. So that's five times... 24. Yep. Which is 125 beers mm-hmm. being charged 10, 12 bucks a beer. Very nice. Oof. Very nice. That's a... Uh, I wonder if you could get out of that. Like, we've talked about this a lot on the pod, but, like, back in the day, early days of, like, smartphones, going overseas and turning your data on and then yeah. coming back and just getting this caning of a bill but being able to get onto the phone because it was still new enough. You yep. could just plead ignorance to the phone company and yep. be like, I didn't know this, and they just kind of had to wear it and go, okay, mm. we'll strike that. I wonder if you could, if you could try and get away with that with that venue. Like, just trying that on, it's like... At what point did you... Like, why would this be an assumption yeah. that the beers that have been left behind the stage in yeah. this performance venue yes. would be being charged? And they don't have little stickers on them that say $12 each or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So there's no, pri- there's no price sitting there. Yeah. Also, I think they were like in, you know, in the slab. So imagine like picking... 
like a beer out of a slab, getting rid of the six-pack little plastic bit that kills mm. the, the the penguins or whatever. Yep. And then going, oh, yeah, no worries. Just, that's 12 bucks out of uh, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, each yeah. one of those ones. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So anyway, I wonder if, how, how we're going to and, – and, and on top of that, because we're now doing the 500th and 600th, we're there for quite a while. Also, we've got quite a few guests. We're not doing like you know one or two guests, three, yep. even three guests. There's a lot of guests. Yep. So there's a bit of a presumption we should have some beers there for them. Yes. Uh uh, I, I gotta find out. I gotta find out this deal. <laughs> All of this because uh, I can't. <laughs> I can. I can smuggle in a six pack for myself. Yeah. I don't know if I can smuggle in three slabs. Four yeah. Slabs. I mean, I could drive in early. I could do a. I could do a Dan Murphy's run. Drive in early. Drop the slabs off. How many? How many beers can we hide in our microphone? Oh, we're not even bringing microphones, are we? Yeah. God, you'd hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If we're having to pay for our own beers, you'd hope at the very least that they're supplying yeah. all the tech. I mean, look, that bag isn't huge, but it's like lugging it around is a fucking pain in the ass. Yes. I'd love to not have to do it. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna be bring me back to lockdown where I'm just gonna be walking into the Athenaeum, yep. going clank, clank, clank with my backpack, just chockers with beers, going. Yeah, that just that's just the backup mics. They're very fragile. They're yeah, made of glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, don't worry about it. You get them. the best sound quality with glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they're assuming like it's two in the afternoon. They're not going to want to drink. Mm. They'll have stuff to do at night. Yeah. I've got to figure this out. I'm gonna, anyway. I have, to talk to, I have to talk to someone in there. But I have to talk to them in a way that I don't go, are you going to charge me full price for, for all the yes. beers in there? Yes, we are. Hmm, Interesting. Okay, I guess I won't be drinking any and then appearing very drunk three hours in. Yes. And then going, what's going on here? Yeah. He's just high on performance. On life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, of course, yeah, following that, April the 9th, 16th and 23rd, we yes. have the uh, live podcasts happening at the European Beer Cafe. That's right. Um, the home ground. And so, I, I, look, we won't be smuggling any, any beers in at that stage. We'll... Um, the, the the bar will look. so guys don't worry I know we've just been talking about for ten minutes about how are we going to not pay heaps of money for beer don't worry guys with those uh, those three live shows the bar will look after us yes don't fret yeah uh, I know you guys are worked up about w- wondering how much we were going to be paying per stubby but um uh, we're we're all good from the ninth onwards yeah mm. and then of course we have. Our rescheduled Perth date, which we talked about uh, last week, July the 16th mm. at the Rosemount Hotel. Yep. Uh, stand-up show plus the podcast. Sorry we couldn't make it last weekend, but as, we, as we've as we mentioned a couple of times, it was uh, it was all too tough. The border had just reopened. Flights were impossible to come by and capacities were reduced. That's right. So we've had to move it to the middle of the year. That's right. And good to see when we announced that and the emails went out. Um, just the, the, the regular bunch of people just refunding, get, just getting the refund going. Fantastic stuff. Going, I know we waited eight months for this, but uh, July... Whew. I can't make it in July, five months away. Yep. Um, I'm busy. I bet you not. stuff on. Yeah. 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 Who's, uh, who's making plans? Come on. Who's saying that? Who's... <laughs> <laughs> Who is saying that? <laughs> who is saying that? Uh, my... Whoever or, asks who is saying who's that? Who's saying that? Who... Well, just people listening every... Watching every... Uh, hey, hey, it's Saturday every every week, like 25 years ago. Yeah. Who's saying who's that? Say John that? Blackman. <laughs> okay. Right. Where's that voice coming from? Yeah. Um, my show, of course, uh, Tommy Dasolo, Das saying Das saying that, um, is the title of my tour. No, it's called Turtle Island. It's on in Adelaide in about a week's time, March the 16th at 6pm. Then it's on March the 30th until April the 10th in Melbourne. And now it's on July 15th in Perth, the night before we do our show at the Rosemount. Come and check all those out, tommydasselow.com. 
Also, if you want to support the podcast on Patreon, you are free to do so. And in fact, we would very, very much appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Little Dum Dum Club. You get two bonus mini episodes per week with great guests. Uh, lots of fun ones of them coming up. We've got a bit of a bank of them at the moment. And uh, you also go into the draw to get your name read out and immortalized in this section of the show. And we are now firing up the unplanned title alternator and it's going to spit out a, uh, well, basically just a random number of names. Hmm. We'll just go until we can't go no more. Hmm. I do have to go to the dentist. So ooh, when it hits... Um, 2.30. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which literally, that's when I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, literally I have to go then. That time at the dentist should be more expensive. Mm. <laughs> it's like double the price yeah. to go at 2.30. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's. <laughs> I was like thinking, how am I going to work it so it's yeah, it becomes two thirty, and then I'm like, no, that's literally when that's, I have to go. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Um. Thanks, thanks everyone that does does not donate, patronise us. That's worse. Um, is part of the club. Yep. Pays money to um do a do the right thing, but also to get that sweet content. Uh, two episodes a week and all that back catalogue, yep. and gets in the little Facebook group we've got. Gets first dibs on certain things. Um, thank you to everyone existing. Thank you to the new entries that include these people. First cab slash potential rideshare sponsor name off the rank this week. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Matthew Probert. Probert. Yes. Probert. Pro- Probert? Maybe. Certainly not. So it's it's just Robert with a P at the start. Um. Yes. Probert. Yes. Yeah, well, not anti-bird. Not anti-bird. No, that's for R-I-P. sure. R.I.P. Mm. Um, no, pro-bird. It sounds very... Um, I know. Well, I was going to say very much like a robot, but it just it just sounds a bit like a robot. Pro-bird. Just the word sounds a bit like a robot. Mm. Um, very, um, very, oh, God, stiff-sounding name. It's real like a character in like a cyberpunk novel or something like that. Right, yeah. Matthew Probert. That's it. That's what I was looking for. He's cyberpunk, like the, you're right. He's like the CEO of the tech company that sort of ended up destroying the world mm. with his with his inventions. Yes. But then he's got, you know, that pussy name of Matthew at the start. Matthew is a real pussy name, isn't, isn't it? Don't it? you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. the name of a pussy. It's a real pussy. <laughs> but pretty tough, weird, you know. Name at, at the back to distract What would everyone. be a first name that could match the toughness of Probert? Mm. Robert. Robert, Robert Probert. Probert. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be really good. Robert now, Probert. that's more like Jetsons Robert than Cyberpunk. What's better, Robert Probert or Robert Probert? Um, Bobby Probert. Bobby Probert. Ro- I think Robert Probert is good. Mm. Like yeah. just deliberately mm. just mispronouncing one of the most common names that exist. <laughs> Bob Prob. Yep. Bobby Probby. Yep. Mm. Yeah, God, what a weird fucking name. Mm. It's uh, hard to riff on, that's for sure. It's oh, we're, we're doing do- our we're best. We're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing okay. I've, I'm looking up the the word, well, not the word Probert, but just the, the name Probert, whatever it is. Surely it's the name of something. Wasn't that, what was, um, what was the name of, uh, like, Dave Grohl's side project thing that he had? Oh, yeah. It was yes. Pro something, wasn't it? You're right. Wasn't that like Probot or something like that? That's the, I think that's exactly what it was. Was it really? Yeah. So that's that could be this guy. It was like a yeah, that's it. Probot. You're right. Probot. Yeah. Um I'm looking this up now. There's a movie. I'm just I've just got to figure out whether it's a it's a comedy. No. Oh. 
Is it a comedy? I don't think it is. What's the movie? No, it's not. The Nutty Professor. No, how's this? Us saying Robert, Robert, Probert. Yep. That's actually the name of a legendary hockey, National Hockey League, okay. tough guy. The actual name of him. So that's what's turned him into a tough guy, just having that Having that name. name. Yep. Copying Rob, it Robbie Prob- Yeah. Listening to us, what we've just done in the last six, seven minutes, mm. all of his life, everywhere he goes, listening yep. to us, the, the the equivalent of us, but by less skilled technicians than us. So we've riffed on a guy's name, and in doing so, we've invented the name of a guy who already exists. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of, you know, we've got a lot of crossover in NHL fans here that are just screaming at the computer going, Yes. That's already a guy. Of course, yeah. He used to punch guns out. Yep. Um, he used to punch hockey pucks. Um, yeah. So the that, amount that's of, <laughs> I feel like every week now there's like eight caveats that we have to give out. Yes, yes, I know you're listening and you know this fact that we don't know. So much of this talking dum dum has become self preservation mm-hmm. for what we're going to have to endure on social media for the week after the episode goes up. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'd never heard of this surname before, but now apparently it's a it's a legendary it's a real surname. Guy. Okay, maybe he's yeah. related. This this maybe maybe this guy, maybe this because it's you know this guy's uh, it looks like I don't know, this guy was big in the seventies or eighties or something like that. Maybe Robbie Proby, uh, Robert Probert, mm. maybe he sucked off Wayne Gretzky and 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 their kid is um is Matthew Probert. So a man mm. got pregnant. Yes, go on from sucking off another. Yes. Man. Okay. Any questions? No, no, no. I just think again, you're going to get, you know, what the fucking the Nurses listeners are going to the nerds are going to come out of the woodwork. I'm um, actually uh, <laughs> the way that you get pregnant is from a semen what? being blasted what? up into a vagina. What a nerd! <laughs> <laughs> you can't help to have yourself. that sort of technical can, knowledge. Yeah, you can't you help are yourself. A dork. <laughs> no, but it's the having to comment on it that makes you <laughs> a huge nerd. Yeah. Any chance to arm actually and fire up the keyboard. If you're the sort of person that's ejaculated inside a woman and and made a kid and and has that knowledge up your sleeve, you are a fucking fucking dorky. You're such a virgin for knowing that. It really is, yeah. Yeah. Don't keep it to yourself. You're living in your mum's basement. No. You fucked her and got her (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) Thanks, Maddie Proby. Thanks, thanks, Matt Prob. Thanks, thanks, pussy name. Thanks, Probo. Weird, cool name. Um, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Connor Mackendo. Mackendo. I guess. M C I N D O E. Mackindo? Mackindo, maybe? Yeah. Mackindo? Mackindo sounds better. It sounds better. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Connor Mackindo. What do you think of Connor? It's okay. I think I like it as a surname better. Yeah, I agree. Mm. First name, if you had to call your child Connor or mm. Condor. Which would you pick? <laughs> uh, That's Condor. a hell of a choice. Condor Chandler sounds alright. Condor right. Chandler's pretty good. It does sound alright? Yeah. I I mean I I could never be one of those guys that ha- that has to that has this weird name for a kid and then has to own up to it every time. The amount of people that would go, the amount of people that would come up to me and go, "You of all people, fucking putting yourself out on a limb and calling your kid that name." Yeah. You know, you know, you would be in school with this kid going. How's your fucking name Condor going? Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it. Right. I don't mind Not it. Not like presently where you're like, oh, you know, like um, famous pedophile Michael Jackson, the yes. name of his child. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
Nothing weird and fruity about that. Yeah, well, that's not... That's, that's as that's normal not, as can be. That's not the real name, is it? What? That's not... You know that. What? Time. You know the secret, secret name. I feel name. so stupid. You know the secret name. I've embarrassed name. myself in front of you your know, baby by you, calling her the wrong name all these You know my years. daughter, Probert Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, con- no, Condor, Condor's way better. Like, if you had a kid called Condor, I'd be like, cool. Condor Dasilo. Yeah. Fuck, that actually rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you had a kid and you gave it your stage name. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's good. Condor Das, Condor mm. Allsop. Either way. No, that's, that's not good. Not as good. No, Condor no. Allsop. Condor Dasilo sounds Condor good. Condor Dasilo. Yeah. Condor, Condor Allsop's very jarring. Mm. Yeah. Well, Allsop as a surname, I think a lot of things that you could put before it are pretty jarring. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the perfect name to go with also? What's the um, what's the perfect wine to go with that chicken? Mm, good question. Mm. Tom, Tom's fine. Tom's, Tom's fine. fine. Yeah. Um, what about alliteration? Aaron Allsop? Is that something? I mean, my dad's got it worked out pretty well. Oh, David Allsop. Yeah, it's fine. Dave Allsop. Dave Allsop. That's good. That's I don't okay. think he's ever gone by Dave in his no, life. No, he hasn't. I'm just workshopping <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call him up. Dad, Dad. <laughs> you're 75. Yeah. Time for a rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Dave. Dave. Instead of Dad. <laughs> yeah. I just I just transitioned. It's time to grow Dad. up. Do you still say Dad? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He now signed, he just about four, three or four years ago started signing off text messages with Pa just out oh. of nowhere. Never. I've never called him that. This wow. wasn't a this wasn't a thing. This wasn't a, it's like he's trying There's to get the this re-brand. he's trying to get this going for himself. Right. And I refuse to engage with yes. it. Yes. <laughs> pa. Poor. <laughs> Just start calling him Pop. Pop's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like that is what you I feel like that's a pretty pretty good transition from like from dad. When you're like in your thirties or forties, right. Pop's like a you know, I, I always got brought up. Pop was my grandfather. Yeah, not my because then you see American stuff where it's like, oh, pop, I'm like what? That's your dad. Well, maybe that's a bit of what it is too, because it's like once you've got like the fanny fanny divide of Australia, <laughs> yes, America, yes. Yeah. But once you've got pop in the mix, uh, once you've got a grandchild in the mix, then it's like because you're so often referring to um, your father as grandpa around mm. your child then it's like by default. Do you know what right. I mean? Right. Because you're just, you would have this with your parents, right? Yes. When you're talking to Blanket about them, mm. you're like, what do you, what do you, what do you call them? Uh, to, oh, to them. No, what do you call your parents when you talk about them to Blanket? Oh. Grandma, Nonna. grandpa, Nonna. Yeah. Nonna. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We've talked about this uh, ages ago, <laughs> but I just, I said as a joke, I was like, this is funny. I said to my mum, we're, we're, I'm going to get, I'm going to get my child to call you Nonna. I think it'd be funny. And right. she's like, okay. Right, so then because what, there has to be a difference between my wife's, of course, mum yeah, and her. So, so you've stolen the Italian one, yes. And now, what do the Italian ones get? Nana, Nana. Okay, yeah. right. That's good because then we had to explain that to Nana. I go, oh yeah, we call my mum. Nana's been Nonna. taken, and she's she got like, in first. Is there any Italian going on there? I'm like, absolutely nope. not. Nope. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so she's like, okay, you right. would the majority of the time, I imagine, when you're in your house, and probably more as they get as Blanca gets older. Uh, the, the majority of the time you're talking about your parent, mm. your parents around blanket, yes. is you're using Nonna, right? Yes. So almost by default, it's like, well, that's just what I call you now. So maybe that's where pop kind of stems from. Right. Men calling their fathers pop. Mm. Eventually it's like, well, yeah, it's weird to just go back to... Like dad, yeah. dad when he talks about my mum, will just say mum. I know. Because like, I'm copying that too, because I'm saying that a lot around... 
the house. Right. And it's a weird sort of change in the relationship. Yeah. Where this person... Yeah. Who used to be just a purely a sexual object. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you're calling them Good mum. for nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah, dad still does that to me. And it's like, if you say Jane, I'm going to know who you mean. Mm. Like, you don't have to... You don't have to pretend around me, Dad, because yeah. then it's like it's like he does it all the time. It's like you go, are you are you just using this when I'm not around? Yeah, is yeah, this yeah. some weird thing that this is turned? But you sort of got to do it now. Be, at the moment, like I said, did I say this on a bonus or on a talking dum dum? Where where uh, don't say a name was like saying mine was saying Carl to me. Yep, and then. <laughs> you just, so, just the moment then when you were like, we don't name the baby, yes. I don't name my wife, yes. and then you paused in the story, you're like, wait, do I name me on yeah, this yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm going, then then my kid starts walking around going, Carl, yep. your name's Carl. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's a weird, like I said before the the fanny fanny divide you know of course mm. when we, we when we went to America a couple of years ago and it's that weird thing where you know we what we say is fanny is the vagina yep. what the Americans say fanny is is the is, is the, the bottom is the bum mm. and then of course we went over and made the mistake we were going up to girls going we want to fuck your fanny and yep. then they were horribly offended because they thought we we were saying we want to fuck your ass of course we didn't mean anything like that yeah. They you took and it completely I, the wrong just way. a couple of hounds having non-stop yeah. anal, yeah. going like, "God, all we want we is want just to be." We came to America for a yeah. bit of P and V, and now yeah. here we are, just we, up to our eyeballs yeah. in anal. And now, now a lot of them, some of them, were very offended because you know we were. Oh, no, 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 we didn't. We, we didn't come over here saying we want to fuck your ass. Mm. We were merely saying we want to fuck your pussy. Yes. Like, oh my god, it Co- was, talk it was about very a embarrassing. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cultural cringe, yeah. or cultural minge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was a whole, you know, throw a shrimp on the barbie sort yeah, of thing yeah, all over yeah. again. <laughs> throw a dick up the fanny. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks, thanks, Connor. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Condor. Yeah. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Sheridan Hillman. Okay. Two names ending in an. Sheridan. Sheridan. The Sheridan. Have you ever stayed at the Sheridan? Or the Hillman. Two names that sound like they could be nice hotels. Yeah. Have I stayed at a Sheraton? Probably at some stage. This is a Sheraton. This is the uh, Aldi version of the Sheraton. Oh, right. Have I stayed at this hotel chain that does not exist? Yes. No, I have not. Okay. All and right. then uh, what's the other have one? Have you stayed at the Hillman? Have I stayed at the Hillman Hotel? Mm. Yes. No, I have not. Okay. All right. Well, correct. That was my that was my trap to see if you're a liar or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that tried to impress me by dro- dropping the names of hotels that, that aren't real. Well, I mean, there probably is just like one hotel somewhere in the world with at least one of those names. I could see the I could see the Sheridan Hotel existing as well, just a one-off, I'm not looking, a chain. I'm looking them both up now. The Hillman. What comes up when you say the Hillman? The Hillman. The Hillman. There's the Hillman Meat Company. Okay. Have you stayed there? No. Sounds okay. good though. Yeah. A little brisket. It is a good name for a, for a company. So there's a car company called that. Mm-hmm. There's uh, yeah, obviously a meat. Just search Hillman Hotel. Okay. Hillman Hotel. There's the Hillman Group. Um, that's what a good name got? for a band, the Hillman Group. The Hillman Group, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit uh, too close to Of Hillsong. course there is, Hillman Hotel. There you go. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. there's multiple of them. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. It's even. I, don't th- I think there's even one here in Melbourne. Wow, okay. Okay, interesting. Whereabouts Ho- in hotels. Melbourne, in the city? Hillman, there's one in Alpena, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one in Pakistan. <laughs> okay, Yeah, not too bad. And what about Sheridan Hotel? 
Sheridan Hotel. Because Sheridan's a linen brand, isn't it? Yeah, you might be right. So them just having their own hotel that's just basically an ad for their linen. Well, it's like the, you know, what's the what's the ice cream brand again that also do the hotels? The um oh, Movenpick? Movenpick. Yeah. Cuz you see those Movenpick hotels and mm. of course all we all, all Australia know. Have we ever talked about this? All Australia knows about Movenpick is oh, fancy fucking $14 ice cream. Mm. And then you find out that no, no, no. Ice cream's just one little tiny thing that they do. Yep. They do fucking 600 th- objects over there. Yep. Uh, and we've only seen one of them. So then when we see the hotels, you go, ah, oh, it's a fucking, is this, is this room made of chocolate chip, is it? And yeah. And like, no, cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that, you're putting the cart before the horse. We make fucking heaps of shit. You well, just found out about one of them. It's a bit of, it's similar to the very strange thing of the, the Michelin stars with restaurants. Yeah. The tyre company going around and going like, yep, take it from us. This is a good steak. Right. Here we go. The, so there's one person that's gone. There's one person that's gone, okay, let's see if we can get away with with um, uh, getting all the, all the all the you know good stuff that goes with the, the phonetics of the Sheridan Hotel, yep. the Sheridan Hotel, mm-hmm. but mispronouncing it slightly, yep, yep. Sherid, Sheridan. Mm-hmm. And of course, that person is from Cairns okay. in Queensland, all right. <laughs> where everyone would pronounce the Sheridan as the Sheridan. Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. There that's you go, clever. perfect. That's clever. Perfect. And then is it just like a shitbox hotel? Is it just like it's, one star? It's a hotel in Cairns. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's fine. No, it there'd be fine. like a lot of fancy hotels in Cairns. I don't think there'd be t- anything too fancy. It'd be fine. In Cairns? Yeah, don't, don't you think? No, it's like resorts and shit. Yeah, but they're all like fine. Like this is a this is a classic three star. Like if job. you're along the water, there's yeah. like a lot of... Because I was going to go there before like before the lockdown happened. Yeah. I was going there for a gig and I was going to stay for a little holiday. Yeah, well... up some nice little fancy joints to stay in. Well, this looks like... You know, you can get away with whatever as long as you've got a big pool up there, yep. I reckon. Yeah, um, this is This is very much a, th- a three-star looking joint. Okay. Like a three and a half star. Oh, maybe it's a... Maybe it's a... Maybe the rooms aren't that big and... When you have a room that's not that big, you can't... Yeah. I think maybe it's a four-star. All right. Um, but, yeah. Hey, good luck. Good good luck to you guys. Good luck. Good on you for uh, for you uh, with your little Aldi name. Good luck, Sheridan Hillman. Hmm. Um, yeah, Sheridan Hillman. The um, I get. I mean, I assume Sheridan's a girl's name. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Th- signing think off. Yep. Think so. Maybe. So the Sheridan is a girl's hotel. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right. Okay. So if you if I said to you I'm staying at the Sheridan, you'd be like, What are you staying there for? It's not like those other hotels where they'll have the in the bathroom hotel. a toilet and a urinal. Yeah, right, right. Toilet right. toot only in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Sheridan. And it's a blue hotel, not a pink one. Mm. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, and it's Fanny being something else. Yes. Right. The Fanny Hotel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sheridan. Thanks, Sheridan Hillman. Um, yeah. Thanks for... Uh, if you sound like two hotels at once... Mm. What is that? What is that? What does that say about your yeah, character? Yeah. <laughs> Always on the run. Yeah. No fixed address. No. Just, uh, well, thanks, Sharon. Uh, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Alyssa Kemp. Kemp. Hmm. Hmm. Is I like you? the name Alyssa. Yeah, I was going to say, I like Alyssa. I don't like Kemp. Kemp's a bit, yeah. It's a bit, uh. There's someone someone in our town called that, which... Uh, Kemp? Yeah. First name no or last good. name? Last name. No <laughs> Kemp good. is her first name I no. quite like. 
What if your What if your first name was Anne, Anne Kemp? Anne Kemp. Mm. Yeah, instead of unkemp, you'd be like a messy. Oh, unkempt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, unkempt. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a stretch, and then it wasn't even a good stretch. Man, it was. I I felt like I was having a stroke. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. about Anne Kemp? Like, <laughs> what about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, mine Kemp. Mine Kemp. There mm. we go. Mm. Yep, yep, yep. They've probably <laughs> they've probably heard that one. Yeah. Maybe. Well, the if someone was going out with Alyssa Kemp, they'd be like, "This is mine. This, this is, is mine Kemp. Mine Kemp. This is mine Kemp." Dating it. <laughs> Going on a date, or like falling in love with a German guy and being mm. like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but al- look, a camp, Is this there, there's all AL sorts of questions being raised by the word camp, by the name camp. So we're not mm. we're not signing off on that one, but Alyssa. A-L-Y-S-S-A? A-L-I-S-S-A. Interesting. Mm. How Interesting. Um, not that interesting so far. Two out of five. Not that interesting so far. <laughs> not what we've made of it anyway. Uh, it's fine. I like it. Mm. I don't mind it. It's I, gi- I give it a good seven out of ten as a name. What about the name? There was a show when I was growing up called Clarissa Explains It All. Yes. And I don't know that I've ever experienced the name Clarissa. Do you think... In, did they make that name up for that show? Clarissa Explains It All. Do you think Alyssa can explain some of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can explain like eight-tenths of it. Right. Clarissa, it's because, well, because Alyssa is like eight-tenths of Clarissa. Yep. Right. So, so she, she can't explain it all. There's a few... She can explain most of it. She's she got a few explain, blind spots. She can give you the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, that extra two out of ten, like, yeah. what well, you know, that's she's, fine. Well, out of... That's still more than most people know. So she's like, maybe not great at woodwork. Couldn't explain that. Yeah. Gun on maths, English. Yep. Um... Religious education. Okay, French. PE. Yeah. She's a gun at explaining PE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can explain volleyball to you, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah knows Sit-ups. all the rules, all the codes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But, um... Can't move your legs. Couldn't, 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 uh... Doesn't know way, her way around a saw. No. Yeah. No. That's the only blind spot in yeah. her knowledge. Well, eight-tenths, you wouldn't say two-tenths of school is woodwork. There must be something else as well. What else Maybe, like, know? one other subject. Indonesian. Indonesian. She mm. can't speak Indonesian. Right. She can speak all the other languages, though. Right. Um, did you Did you do at school um, my my language? My second. Did you do a second language or a third language? I was doing three at one point. Whoa! Really? Yep. What were the three? Oh well, I mean, sorry. I was doing two in addition to the English, which I yeah. is my native tongue. Right. You were you were still learning English at the time. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. You have a subject called English at school up yeah. until year twelve. Yeah. It's funny how it's like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, now we're just talking about books and shit. Yeah, yeah. And just doing like, just a bit of everything. Yeah. And it's like, you can all speak it. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you're 18. What words don't you know? See, yeah, because at a certain point, yeah, when you're in like prep, it's like, here's how you spell dog. Mm. And then it transitions into like, so write an essay about what you think the meaning of life is. It's but like, what? To be fair, if you're doing, say, yeah, you're always doing a class called English from grade one onwards, aren't yep. you? From yep. grade one till year 12. So you're doing 12 years of a class called English. Yep. And you're still running into people that don't know how to use apostrophes properly or can't spell. Good point, actually. Mm. That's but maybe years. that's maybe we should be learning to spell the entire way through. I mean, English in, 12, what I, in year 12, what I had to do for my essay was I had to write about the film Gattaca. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like, how is that? 
um, yeah, it was like the themes of it and stuff. Right. Like they're very clear about like, don't be talking about your camera angles. This isn't media studies. You right. know, you're going to get graded wrongly if you don't talk about like the kind of moral implications of the film. Right. But then, yeah, we get out and there's still people who can't fucking yeah. spell properly. That is, so yeah. why wasn't it just the year 12 exam should have, for English should have just been a spelling test? I also think that's funny. It's like, oh, d- d- don't be talking about the direction or the cameos in here or anything. I was mm. like, cool. The well, cameos. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me a fucking book to work with. That's right. got English right. in it. There should be more cameos in books because mm. it's easy. You don't yeah. have to line the person up. You yeah. just write, yeah, then Jay Leno popped in. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Um, but the three languages I was studying, so English. Yes. Uh, then I was studying French. Yes. Then I was also studying Latin. Oh, yep, must be nice. Yep. Um, well, that yeah, that's. I mean, I should have known that. You've used that quite a bit on this show. Yeah, I used to say that all the time to my teacher, and he hated it. Yeah, like, just literally like. Oh, everyone would say that. Is there any point the to doing this? Because it's you know, give you, me something. You can't use it. Give me something. Oh God. Um, Anything at all you've taken out of learning Latin? Um. Hmm, I cannot recall anything off the top of my head. No, not even one word. Um, hmm. Canus? Oh, what's that mean? Dog. There we go. I like it. But the, you know, like, because there's no, like, with Latin, there's no, like, one word for anything. Mm. It's, like, all, like, it's all the different tenses and the, the ways that you use it. Yeah. Which is, it's why it's so tough. There's no just, like, one. It Now that you know this word, it's in the vocab. It's like whatever form you use it in, you're going to be using a different form of the word. Yeah. It's so, a fucking pain in the so ass. So the one word you've remembered is the Latin word for fucking a dog in the ass. Yes. Canis. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably wrong. I've probably gotten the it wrong too. I've probably gotten That's it wrong. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably wrong on it too. Right. I'm probably going to get some Latin scholar. I mean, fuck, as if there's any of them that listen yeah, to this. Yeah. But um, we, when you got the option of picking your subjects uh, in year seven, all the languages that you wanted to do, it was always like, you know, Latin's marked up really highly in year 12, oh. so it's worth. And so you would just like slog your way through it. Right. For, and I was really good at it for two years and then – by year nine, I was just like, I fucking hate this. Mm. Like, it's so boring. Yeah. Like, and there's no, there's just no, pre- yeah, it's, it literally is just like, I'm going to just endure, and it's hard. Like, yeah. I'm just going to endure this for another three years to get a bit better mark. And that's a fine reason to do anything, I guess. So you didn't do any field trips to Latvia where they speak it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got to watch, uh, like, Gladiator came out around the time that I was doing Latin. Right. So that was a big event. But, of course, we can't have a field trip to go to the cinema. We had to mm. wait for it to come out on VHS. Oh, it was all like, yeah, we've already seen this. Yeah. And it's like a three-hour movie. And our teacher was a fucking dumb cunt. And he would like, we realized we'd started in a class. And then he would be watching the VHS across multiple different classes. Yeah. And so then we would come back in the week later and he'd be like, all right, now where were we up to? Yeah. And we would all kind of lie and say that we were actually kind of like, Half an hour, like Behind. further back in yeah, than we yeah, were, yeah. just so it was like we could more. string this watching of Gladiator mm. out for three <laughs> months semester. if we really try yeah, hard yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. so that was my fondest memory of Latin. Great, yeah. Wow, what a language! The language of love. Um, yeah, God Almighty. Well, um, I did French, and mm-hmm. uh, just the one. We couldn't afford any more than one, right? Um, but did yeah. you get a choice 
of no. other languages to do? Just no. French. It was French. That was it. It was like cool. a French lady that lived in our town, and I think so. That was that was that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I did hear later on that there was Indonesian, when y- in years later, which I was always like, oh, oh they no. added Indonesian. Yeah. An Indonesian person moved in. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I think they got fired from the uh, from the restaurant, and uh, so they they become a teacher instead. That's sick. Yeah. Um, but I did I do find that I did find that very funny in that it's like learning French in Maribara. It's like, oh, cool. Well, this will go fucking nowhere. The gateway to the it, world. Yeah, yeah, and then it turned into learning Indonesian. It's like, well, this makes a lot more sense. Oh, this is for when you go to Bali. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I wish. Yeah, I wish I was still. I wish I had kept up another language the whole way through. Like being fully fluent in like French or any other language now. Man, sick. I tried at the start of lockdown when we we talked about it on here and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to try and learn Thai. And it was just, you know, I want to learn it as well, but it's just, it was just so fucking hard to, yeah. Um, it was, it was part of my day every day when we had nothing to do in lockdown. Mm. Um, uh, part of my day, I had this massive to do list and I'd just go, give yourself half an hour to try and learn it. And every day I'd just, I'd, I'd do it and just, not get too far and just just get little incrementals and then once you what were you doing it on it all i was doing was finding youtube videos that would like teach the basics right and just go over and over the basics mm-hmm. and um yeah one, once i let it go once i got a little bit you know bored with it or whatever it was like oh well that's all gone again yeah i watched the same 10 minutes over and over and over for weeks and weeks and weeks and it was just very little of it went in i've thought about Signing up to like a, a like foreign language like classes, mm. like I think that'd be the way to do it. Right, past a certain point, right, kind of like you know Tuesday night, head in, mm. learn some Japanese with the fellas, yeah. <laughs> go home. Yeah, <laughs> that w- that I would just be like the idea of having it as a little weekly activity. Now that would be great. The way to do that, what you've slipped in in the end, if you go in there with like three or four mates, and oh make yeah, it a thing where it's like. Japanese club, Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you go and all learn together and then go and have some beers afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would actually Get be maggot, a great way of doing it. wipe out everything that you learn. Instead of playing indoor cricket or whatever, yep. you're learning Japanese Social, together. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's great. And then once you get to a level, a certain level of it, boys trip. Yes! Boys trip over to Japan. We're all fluent. Yeah. We can go over there and absolutely raise hell. My God. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. Learn it. Get mates together. Pick a language, mm. and of course, it's got to be a language of a country where you want to go. Where you want to go, and that everyone kind of has an interest. I mean, it's a pretty hard thing to tee up yeah. to find <laughs> three mates that also have the yeah. time and like inclination to want to do this. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I'll yeah maybe maybe I'll start that's maybe a, I'll put some feelers out. It's a great idea. Yeah, I really like it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Alyssa Kemp. Thanks, Alyssa Kemp. How have we got there? Uh, one more. I've, it's literally it's nearly two. Th- Two thirty, so yep. I've got to take off for the dentist, and um, let's just do the one more. Okay, right. <sighs> thank you very much to Patreon subscribe. Oh, okay, um, just trying to see what country this person's from. I can't figure. Anyway, all right, okay. Uh, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Fanny Comedy. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, is this? Is this? There's no way of seeing what no, country there's so no way of seeing right seeing Fanny. So there's no picture of Fanny. Bunghole we, comedy we, we or moot comedy. Can't say whether pink or brown. I yep. can't really see beautiful stuff. <laughs> well, thanks, Fanny. Putting the money in the front or the back. Yeah, can't really. Yep. yep, just a name. So All right. Well, thanks, it. Fanny. That's thanks it. everyone who supports the Little Dum Dum Club on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Little Dum Dum Club. Get on there. Get yourself the bonus episodes. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, get yourself our eternal respect and appreciation. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.